0: Well, we got an exciting podcast. We're going to talk about uh, kind of the mindset and maybe some strategies for um, growing a real estate investment on a median household income.
1: Yes. Right? Yes.
0: So I'm joined by Sarah Park from Mortgage Alliance. She's she's not just a sayer. She's actually a doer. She's done it. She's doing it. And uh, we're going to draw from her deep well of knowledge and see if we can put together strategies that might work for everybody that is listening to the podcast. That's thinking maybe they want to get into um, real estate investing. My name is Parker Bennett, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. So I have a, a, a sort of a conceptual idea about how the conversation should go and it's like what, where, why. Okay. Okay. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to swap out the what to the why first. Okay. Why would you want to get into real estate investing?
1: It's an easy way to have somebody else pay your mortgage off for you. I guess it's an easy way to make money, passive income. Um, and you hear about all the horror stories about, you know, I'll oh, be a landlord and it's so crazy and it's terrible. And for me, I just like $2,000 a month you're getting from tenants and maybe you make a couple calls a year. Like I just, for me, it's easy money. Right, and, and I, it sounds like brutal to say that, but like you're not going to be able to make twenty four thousand dollars a year anywhere else by making a couple of calls.
0: It's as passive as you can get, you, pretty much right, I unless
1: think... you buy an absolute dumpster that has problems every day, but like you're probably going to have a year where the hot water tank goes and like a couple of problems, and then you have two years of nothing, right. you know, I never wanted to be old and be poor. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that. Right?
1: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I just feel like at that point, I, I'm happy to work right. and I'm working often um, at my age. But when we're older, like you can't really, you can't go drive or skip the dishes. You can't go make no. more money. Right? So no, it's and a scary you thought to be older and no money.
0: We're in our most leverageable state of like, you know, we're in our prime of making money.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: So let's make it.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: But you started earlier.
1: We started earlier. So my dad had always owned rentals, so I knew about them. Your dad did? Yeah, he had owned rentals before and and lots of them. And so he had always been like, you know, hammering it into us. Like back then you had to put 30% down to avoid CMHC. And so he was always painting and putting new floors in and dealing with tenants. And so I had like, must have picked up some along the way. Right. Um, But when we started early, our first house in Kamloops... um, We lived there for a year and a half or so. And then when we bought the next one, we saved up the 5%. And then we just, we bought the next one and kept the old one, just turned it into a rental. And I still have it today. Like that was back in 2005, I guess. Okay. Um, And I just kept it.
0: Let's talk about starting early. Like let's start about, let's talk about how you can get started. Because I think a lot of people make the mistake of desiring homeownership. Desiring to locate a property that is like probably at the max end of their budget. Like what can I afford? Not what's a good entry level home that can later be converted into right. something that for, for investment purposes. But the average person spends too much money on their primary resident, residential dwelling and then says, I'm going to later when I save up, I'll buy a rental property.
1: Every time. Right. So, so everyone who comes into my office, I tell them they can spend 600000 They go out and write an offer for six twenty. dollars they're right. spending, they want their dream home. They're, you know, they, they're 24, 25 years old. They got their job finally. They have their girl they're going to be with. And the guy says, I want to buy our dream home. So they're always going for the dream home. And then five or six years later, they they grow up a little bit. They learn a bit about the world around them. And then they decide, like, I want to get a rental house. Right. So how can I get a rental house? Um, so now to buy a rental house, you need to put 20% down. 20% down. Right. But if he would have come to me at 24 or 25 and had the thought process of like, I want to own rentals, I would have said to him, hey, don't go buy your dream home. Buy something that's going to be rentable. Buy a house with a basement suite. Right. Or, you know, buy a half duplex with a basement suite. It's not your dream home. It's not going to be the catchment you want your kids to go to school in. That's fine. But buy something that is easily rentable. Live there for a year. Save up your next 5% down. Right. And then buy the next one. Right, and if you want to continue on building your portfolio, then buy something else that's rentable.
0: Something that's rentable that's maybe just in a, another trinket level up. If you, if a, you feel like you need to keep moving or, up in the world,
1: yeah, or even like a a straight straight across, buy another one the same. Right, but everyone wants to you know live in the Kardashian house right away. Yeah, and so I think that's where we're failing, and that has the kids don't know. It's like we're not educating them, right?
0: Yeah, and I think like. There's so much positivity around actually buying a home that nobody's being corrected in the idea that like, Hey, I'm buying a home, my first home. Like I've heard this lots from parents that come when their kids buy a house. Yeah. They're like, I can't believe their first home is going to be $750,000. Our first home was 50 right, or whatever the, you know, the, the scenario may be. Right. So it's like, well, they're, they're excited for their kids cause they're buying a, you know, they're buying their first home and they're going to start creating equity and, the maturity of like home ownership and like being stable and like <laughs> growing up, I guess right. is the word I would say, right? Um, is all positive in that process of buying their first home, but maybe it's not the long term right move if you later decide you want to get into real estate investing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we all like grow and change our minds and that sort of thing, so um. You can always change your mind later, but if they, they knew ahead of time what we know as we sort of grow up, they would be better off just to you know, pick up something smaller that can be rentable. Take,
0: take steps. Yeah, just baby yeah. steps for sure. How many people at 25 are truly thinking about the end game? Yeah, nobody. I wasn't. I wasn't either. Yeah. Why would you want to get into uh, real estate investing? Um, let's talk about the leverageable, leverageability of money. Like So if I walked into the Royal Bank today and I had, let's say, saved up $100,000 and I went in and I said, listen, I have this desire to own $600,000 of RBC shares, but I only got a hundred grand. Can you loan me the other 500? I promise to invest in RBC. I'm going to invest in you guys. This brick and mortar building I'm in, I want a piece of it because I like what you guys are doing here and I like that that you're you're providing for our uh, community. What do you think they would tell me? Wow,
1: oh, I think they would give you a confused look, and then yeah, you can move along, like go away.
0: They would probably say that sounds really risky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too.
0: But if I told them I was going to buy a million-dollar home, they wouldn't even think twice. They'd start checking boxes of and course, handing out forms. Absolutely. Why is that?
1: Why is that? Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't it's know.
0: just been a proven strategy for. As long back as we've ever had real estate, that it just grows in value.
1: And I don't like, I like the real, I like the stock market. I like other things too. I just feel like you can always, people always need a place to live. Yeah. And you can look at it and you can see it and you can touch it and feel it. And so, I mean, that's why I like it.
0: Money's leverageable in real estate because the fact that the bank will give you such a large portion of it at basically the easiest, lowest rate of interest that you're going to get, generally speaking. Right. Yes. You get a business loan; it's going to be more money. Yes. You put it on your visa; it's probably going to hurt. Mm -hmm. But there's, but the mortgage rates are probably like the cheapest amount of money. Lots of them; they're around the prime mark, a little bit over prime. Yeah. Sometimes they're subprime. You know, kind of rolling around that prime, prime interest rate. So it's like cheap money. Go leverage it, and it's just in a five and a ten-year term. The bank feels pretty confident that it'll always grow in value, and there's always something to salvage if you default. Right. So it's a safe investment. And there's always going to be somebody who's willing to buy it and always going to be somebody who's willing to rent it. Exactly. Safe investment. Okay. Why do you think there's so many people um, that make the jump between renting a property, buying a property, then deciding investing in real estate is a really good idea, buying an investment, rental investment, and then three years down the road selling that investment property?
1: I think it happens because they have a hiccup. Most from what I've seen, either they ha- they have a life hiccup. So they either have a bad experience with tenants, maybe like, you know, they had a bad set of tenants and they're starting to light up the basement for a grow up or something right. like that.
0: Which doesn't happen as much anymore. It
1: doesn't happen as much anymore because yeah. you can buy weed <laughs> at any corner. Yeah. Um, divorce is a big one. They need the money out so that they can split all their assets. That's probably the biggest one that I see. Right. Um, and then the other one is like a job situation, right? Right. Um, and maybe it like right now. So we're dealing with interest rates caught kind up. Of, so on your rental, my rental, you know, was at 2.49%. Yeah. Well, now it's up to like five and a half.
0: Right. So, so debt service, so the debt good. service, and like yeah.
1: I'm getting more rents now than I was back then, but in BC, you can't just spike up the rents sure. to, to yeah. cover everything.
0: I'm going to throw another one in there. Okay. Okay. The illusion of passive income that isn't, wasn't so passive.
1: Right. So how is it not so passive is what you're saying or?
0: Well, it's just the idea of passive income is like, I buy this property. Yeah. I wipe it down. I put my Facebook ad on. I get some tenants in there. I probably, if I don't have like a real business plan around the idea of having a rental property. Right. I might throw anybody in there who shows up with a heartbeat. Right. And then in three months I got my first issue, my second issue, I got bylaws involved. Yes. I got broken drywall, a busted drywall and... Because I'm not used to having a house be abused by tenants, I may be more emotionally attached emotionally to that damaged. property, and so you're checking out of the, this is not passive, it's not for me and maybe I should it's not my style it's maybe not- I should
1: retract the passive because for someone like me who over the years has like connected with all these uh, humans that I have. You know, I have my plumber <laughs> and I have my electrician and I have my handy guy yeah. and like they will go there and fix things and I'm also so much better at, you know, picking tenants. Um, right. I check their credit there. Whereas when I first started, I didn't really know a lot about it. So like this guy's they seem like a nice family, right? right? And they only got a couple of birds. Like, yeah, let them in. No big deal. But as you, sort of, so yeah, maybe not. Did passive. I say
0: birds? I meant bird dogs. Right. <laughs> Three it's of like, them actually. You do
1: have to be up for it. You do have to yeah. have some work ethic. Um, if you're, you know, your father-in-law's handy or your dad's handy or anybody, but you, yeah, you have to be up for it. Yeah. You know, you can't watch Netflix and things are going to roll along for the next 25 years. With the that's
0: kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. I still feel like it's very passive. It's like just it's as passive as it's going to get for And for you time.
1: and I, maybe it seems passive, yeah. but yeah, for others, you know, I've run into lots of people who sold them right. because it was too much for them and too much stress. Their emotions can't handle the ups and downs or they missed a month rent or, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, cause it kind of takes like a mindset of I'm buying a business.
1: It's a business. Absolutely. It's a yeah. business. Yeah. Especially if you have lived in the house, it was your house, even your first house. That's the worst one I see. Clients do it. Yeah. They go out, they buy something else 5% and then the tenants have beat their first house, like yeah. they emotionally.
0: Because they laid the flooring and yes. they put the sink in oh. and they painted the walls. Their
1: firstborn was born in there. Yeah, they yeah, are, yeah. they're devastated as soon as it gets trashed, right? Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's funny because I, you know, you look at a house and maybe the value of the house is let's just for the sake of argument, it's like 500,000 bucks. Okay. So you buy this house for 500,000 bucks and you throw 50 grand in it and it's 550 and it's kind of got a sparkle to it. And then you decide you're gonna sell the property or sorry, rent the property. Yeah. And so you rent it out and it gets massively abused. Flooring damage, maybe a busted window, appliances look like they need to be replaced and it it needs paint. And you know, there's a few, it's got a smell in it now because yeah. you know they had a dog or a cat mm-hmm. or whatever. The value of that property really hasn't gone down very much. No. Because it's like all the serviceable items that you're gonna do in there brings all that value back. And it's usually only 20 worst case scenario is like $25,000, $30,000. Like it's really not like it's, it's a teardown now.
1: No, it never
0: gets to that. Right.
1: No. And I will like, I don't know, once every five years throw a new coat of paint and I'm like, ah, looks great. But you have to be emotionally disconnected from that house. Right. You're right. Just like look at it as a business.
0: Did you ever have a point where you weren't emotionally attached? Like was there ever a point where you were super emotional, about your maybe your first rental that you. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one for sure, and it got trashed uh, badly, so I had to get an insurance <laughs> claim on that one, but... Um, you,
0: you had landlord insurance?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, I've had so many land, so many insurance claims, like, yeah, yeah just random things. So and many? So many, I bet you, like, just basins flooding, I had a, two years ago, I got a new basin suite at one of the ones in Prince George. Yeah. Yeah, I've had like the water pipe underneath the house burst, uh, there's so many different things, but like... Sure. I've hardened, I guess, a little bit over the years. It's like, yep, yeah, okay. Right. This is oh, the basement flooded. Tenants are out. This is what caused it. It's like, okay, well,
0: just get it all. Deal with it. Yeah, make it. your
1: calls. And yeah. it's not like, it's not like you're out there shoveling out the basement, right?
0: So here's a flaw that I have as a human. Okay. Okay. My instinct is always to be there for everything.
1: Oh yeah, that's I have a problem.
0: A, I know it's a problem. I'm working yeah. on it. But so when I get a call, the, one of the problems that I have with insurance claims and insurance adjusters. Is when they're not really dialed in. Right. And so I'm always like, I got to get in there a little bit and like explain how I want this process to go. Right. Um, Which is probably a limiting trait for a landlord.
1: Yeah. I can't remember... I can't remember any times that I showed up, to be honest with you. That's awesome. Like the adjuster goes there and deals yeah. with it, and then I send the contractor there. And it's all paid for. So I'm thinking, like, yeah, yeah. do as much as possible, right? Do, do what do you can. Yeah. And then they send you a check to pay the contractor. And if right. it comes in lower, well, you get a couple extra grand. Like it's totally. I mean, that just if matter. you can
0: manage the job site a little bit better from the from the armchair.
1: From the armchair, yeah. And my rentals out of town are even better than the ones in town because, yeah, I don't go there. Property managed? Property managed. They look after them, right?
0: Do they do all the due diligence on putting tenants in or do you?
1: No, they do. And they do a way better job than I do. Okay. Because they're actually checking their references, calling, they make sure they have jobs. They do a wellness check, like every few months check on the property. Like I haven't been to the one here in... Years, a couple of years.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you went through the hard times, you got out of the ditch, now you're on the other side and you're looking back going, why did I even stress about some of these earlier options? But here you are.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just feel like these people have been paying down my mortgage for the last like 10 years, 15 yeah. years, right? So um, if you can get someone when they're 25 to see um, the path of the 25-year amortization, it, when they're 50 years old, they would have a rental house paid off yeah. and by someone else's money. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there's ebbs and flows and you have to do a little bit of work, but I just feel like it's, where else are they going to make seven or 800 grand? Sure. Right.
0: Yeah. As passive as possible. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it earlier. Like it, it's not meant to be easy.
1: No. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Yeah.
0: So you got to just understand it's going to have, it's going to have some challenges and you got to be ready for them. Yeah. Practice by being just a practice. little bit practice about being, do <laughs> just it more and, experience and more and more about, yeah.
1: and then yeah, you yeah. know, if you need to have a cry or whatever, do it and then move <laughs> along. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
0: Actually a cry, you mentioned the cry. The the biggest mistake I've ever made in real estate was selling re- like real estate investment properties.
1: Like, That's the worst.
0: Yeah. Like I've, I've had some really good ones. I look back on like one that I had in West Side, and I was like, man, I, w- what possessed me to sell that? Right. What possessed me to do it? It was the prime, perfect, like uh. the. The setup was great. Uh, the The house sold, and it went back on the market. Like, I think through COVID, it was on the market, and I showed it, and I was like, "They," I mean, they've terrorized it,
1: right? But the
0: value is still there, it's still there. And it was in multiple offers. I was like, "Man, I just held out." But yeah, I think the biggest mistake you can make, I know for me, hundred percent is is selling uh, rental properties, like properties that I've built out to be a rental property in my mindset. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this to the, to the day I die. So, you know, when I, when I set the door in place for wherever the basement suite's going to be, it's like long-term thinking, not can I just get a door in the easiest, quickest way? It's like, what's the best route for a tenant to go in? that doesn't affect the upstairs tenant so that it just makes a really smooth, long-term up and down suite. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I talked to a
1: client too. Uh, she was in this afternoon, and interest rates are up. Yeah, should I sell this rental? She's all stressed. I said, Well, you're gonna have to put in about fifty bucks a month now with interest rates going up. You're gonna put it there. Or you're gonna put it in an RSP. Yeah, just hold on to it. It doesn't owe you anything. Like you have yeah. tenants in there for years. Just leave it. So when she left, she was so happy that we. I just have never come had anybody come in and go, Oh, thank God, I sold that rental property. Yeah, years no ago. one's ever said they're that. always <laughs> mad. Like I never should have let that yeah.
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say this to people all the time when they're like, you know, like what, what can I get from my, you know, rents property? And I'm like, well, if you want to make money in real estate, the best thing to do is just to never sell it. Well, then how do you get the money? Well, it comes with little increment driplets. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to just take, take the driplets and then leverage all that equity whenever you need something else.
1: Yes. Right. So yes. just
0: leverage and refinance if refinance, you have to exactly. do whatever you got to do to pull money out. Yeah. And the beauty of this is, is tax free.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, we can, yeah. Yeah, it's it's taxed differently. It's taxed differently. It's very complicated. I'd probably have to get like an accountant in here to go over it with. But I, it's not a well. Not I can see. Saf- I can
0: safely say that I'll tell you how I see it. Okay. okay? So you have a, a property that's paid off. Yes. Let's say you have five hundred thousand dollars of equity in a home, and the mortgage payments that are coming in are paying. So you're paying, you're paying um, taxes on your profits right? Totally. So you're you're getting taxed on that. But let's say you went and borrowed $250,000 of equity out of that home. Okay. Yeah. Now, technically, if you didn't put that money back into the home, you wouldn't be able to write off the interest. Right. So you are being taxed at some, at some state of it. Exactly. However, you're not paying 49% tax rate. Totally. So there's a tax advantage to pulling money out if you had to do Some stuff. Some stuff. Yeah. Let's say you wanted to go on a holiday or build a house or whatever, and it would be cheaper money to pull out.
1: True, and it is a big savings account there.
0: I think CRA will be okay with that. They're probably calling my podcast. Oh, for sure, totally sure. They're all over it. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've covered the the why. What about where? We're talking Kamloops, obviously. Where? Okay. But I also want to expand that because you have clearly succeeded in other demographic areas and you haven't stepped foot on the lot in a right, couple of them
1: right no i ha- i didn't i didn't go there um i just i got i had rentals in canalus and then i thought oh it's so expensive here now and it right. wasn't expensive like i didn't know
0: all like, relative
1: all relative but i thought oh i'm not getting you know $500 cash flow out of each house in Canus. so i'm going to go buy in prince george so uh, 2013, I bought a couple in Prince George and those were cash flowing. And then Prince George went crazy. And I thought, oh my God, it's too expensive here. So in 2021, uh, I ended up buying in Alberta. So the bought four in Red Deer and in Alberta. Yeah. And I just never went there. The realtor was so great. She like FaceTimed me through the house and we saw videos and she just was so great and made it so shout easy. Out, that, shout
0: out to Chantel.
1: Shout out to Chantel for sure. <laughs> she totally made it so easy. And like, we would go to houses, like on FaceTime and she would be like, oh, this is terrible. No, it's bad No, We're not doing this. And she just shut it down. So Squash it. after the first one, I was like, oh, this girl's like, she knows, right? And she knew the neighborhoods and you can get a house there for 300 grand, four bedrooms, two bath. It's only 15 years old. Right. They're renting out for 1900. The nice part about Alberta, so I have a property management company there. So no, I've never been to the houses essentially. I'm going to go there one day. I've never been to Red Deer actually. Right. But... um the property management company is so good, like okay. they get all the tenants, they do all the background checks, and then the one thing that's nice in Alberta is here. Like we talked about, you can increase the rent this year by two percent in Alberta. They sign a year lease, and then it, when the year's up, you can charge them whatever you want. I. So like hey, you
0: heard it here first, and the camel was released really inside.
1: <laughs> right, you can <laughs> charge them so whatever you want. So a couple of weeks ago, Tom, the property management guy, emails and says, uh, you know, the lease is up on this guy. He was paying. Um, 1750 but we'd probably get 1950 on the open market like what do you want to offer him so i don't i don't want to go through the hassles of an in and out and i i want him to be comfortable and i want him to stay there for years so i'm in a variable rate mortgage on them so obviously my payments have gone up so i said you know like offer him like 1875 or something and right. and then he decided to stay and but every year like with all of them, they come up and you're like you can charge them whatever you
0: want it's so crazy yeah it's kind of like commercial
1: yeah it is like commercial yeah. and i saw on uh some sort of a uh, Facebook thread, somebody, some bantering about Red Deer rentals. I guess it's been going crazy with the rents in okay. Alberta. Yeah, yeah. So they were talking about maybe doing rental restrictions like they do here, but they said that that would make it worse because no one would move. Everyone would stay and then there'd be less housing. And so there was a big.
0: So do you think there's more moving going on in Red Deer? Like, do you think there's like more like, I'm moving from here to there, to there, to here, to there, to there, to there, to there just because I can get a better... I don't know. Oh.
1: I don't know. I think that a lot of people are moving I like, over there. I I've like had a lot of. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I have a lot of people, BC people moving to Alberta because right. they can actually get a house. Yeah. You know, for three or four hundred grand, a really nice house with some property.
0: Median house probably like three seventy five four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: affordable, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I guess the
0: purpose of saying where was like, you don't have to do it in Kamloops. You
1: don't have to be there. I actually yeah. ran to my client last night, and he was like, oh, "I'm thinking about buying this condo here in Kamloops," and. And then I'm like, well, what about like buying something in Alberta? He had just been there for work. it's yeah. like, I don't like that I'm not there. I said, well, you're not going to be hanging out in this condo with the <laughs> renters. Like, it, exactly. number one, if you are, and he's he's like you, obviously, he has yeah. to be there. Yeah. But I said, you get a property management company, that's what they do. Like, they're there for you. Yeah. I feel like they do a better job than I do too.
0: They would definitely do a better job because they'd be unemotional about it. And that's yes. what they're getting paid to do. Yeah. Yeah. What's the rates out there? Does they run off a percentage?
1: Yeah, it's ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah, so it's not cheap. Yeah, but
0: it's better than Kamloops.
1: Is it what's in Kamloops?
0: Oh, it's more than ten. You can't get ten here anymore. What? Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Yeah,
0: I've been because I've been throwing that out there. It's about ten percent, and that apparently that data is really old.
1: Oh wow. I had someone
0: call me on it, and they're like, "Listen, you said ten percent, but I can't find it anywhere. No, everyone wants twelve now."
1: Oh, I uh, yeah. I should really appreciate. It. My girlfriend runs the my ones in Prince George. Yep. she's uh, married to a contractor, so it's easy for her to have all the people, and she's got her own as well. But right, yeah, I pay her twenty five bucks an hour if, if I need her. So I should maybe send That's her good. a basket or something, right?
0: Do it. Yeah, put some wine in it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, when? Let's talk about when. Uh, full circle on the what, where, why, when. When um, when
1: when is the right time
0: when is the right time cuz i'm going to wait i'm going to
1: wait till the yesterday conditions the right get better oh my gosh and the interest rates are going to go down and yeah well guess what interest rates are up but prices are down they're actually coming back up i think like december was the bottom
0: ah uh, yeah i feel um, like for
1: me like in my office and the amount of traction i was kind of like whoa what's happening here with the prices and right. now clients are missing out on multiple offers and we're back at it again so yeah. Interest rates are higher, but prices are down a hundred grand yeah. on a house. So I feel like I sometimes tell my clients, even if it dips, you're in it for the long haul. It's 25 years.
0: That's, that kind of like comes full circle to the first thing we talked about. Exactly. Was like, how long are you going to keep this thing for? Right. Yeah. You have to have the mentality that you're keeping it forever because the, the, you don't make any money. Like I, I had a client who bought a property. It was like a multiplex property. Okay. And he was actively asking me, like, like find me one of these multiplexes. Find me one. Yeah. And they're not easy to come by, and they're usually sold quickly or quietly. Okay. Outside of MLS, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I run into one, and I, I get the price, and it, the rents are really low, and they've been there forever. You know, the common landlord statement. But I'm like, it, it's relatively cheap if we can fix the rent problem, right? And so we buy it. Okay. I say we, I helped him buy it yeah. and COVID hit. Oh no. He had fixed all the rent issues. So it was renting, it was debt servicing like really nicely. Okay. And um, COVID hit. I had somebody just reach out to me and, Hey, you sold this property, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, that was my client that you bought it from like privately. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know somebody who'd pay this for it. And it was like almost double. What? Yeah. And so I, I quietly said to him like, Hey, I could probably sell this for this. He's like, do it. And yeah. um, so we sold the property. Yeah. Before it completed, he was like, I get it. I didn't, that was a mistake.
1: Yes, big He's mistake. He's like,
0: I'm, I'm paying the government all this cash.
1: Yeah, the capital gains on that would have been crazy. Yeah,
0: like the story is awesome. Ugh. But the net in your pocket is Gross.
1: <laughs> yes. It's like going to the casino. It's like, oh, I won 500 bucks. And then he forgot to tell you about the 700 he spent. Totally. Right? Like, and the
0: dinner. Oh. <laughs> and the cab ride. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the hangover.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, shoot.
0: Yeah. So it, it, it's like, it has to be in your process. It has to be a long-term game.
1: It has to be a long-term game. And yeah. like... But so you go to sell it, you, you pay the so you pay the property transfer tax to buy it. Capital gains. And then you pay the capital gains to sell it, and you pay the realtor fees to sell it too.
0: I wasn't cheap either because no. my whole idea was in and out, right? Yes. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it had to be long haul. And with your spouse, you have to say, you know, things don't work out with us. We just keep this. Keep this for the kids. Just keep renting it out. Legacy. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah.
0: All the mistakes that I've made in my real estate investment career, because I had some commercial property as well. Oh, okay. Everything that I say on this podcast... It's not because I read it. It's because I fucked up and done it.
1: Yeah. And so
0: I'm like giving you why, (laughs) why not to do this purely from the fact that I've did it. And I realized later that was 100% the wrong way to go about that. Right. So Mm. yeah, Ah, you learn. It's better to learn now than later. Better to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. So the timing for purchasing a property now more than ever would be today over tomorrow.
1: Absolutely, and
0: never mind what the what the rates are, what the housing prices are.
1: I feel like if it pays for itself, yeah, you get in. Yeah, you get in, and and you know, save up a little slush fund so you have money to replace a hot water tank if you need to. And, you know, I'm not saying like you're living paycheck to paycheck, you should go and buy a rental. Yeah, but if you're putting a thousand dollars a month into RSPs, that's awesome. But maybe you should think about getting a rental. Totally, just to mix it up a little bit, right?
0: Okay, now let's talk about the. The most valuable piece of content that, that we're going to put into this right. podcast, okay? So when you buy a rental property, when you own your own property, you need to put down
1: 20%. 20%. 20%. Right.
0: Okay. But there's a glitch to that if you do it right. Yes. So explain to us how we can get away with buying rental property at
1: 5%. So you, you're in your house and you decide, I want to get a rental property. You rent out the house that you're in, and then you purchase the next house that you're going to live in with 5% down. So if you are going to live in any house, all you have to put down is 5%. It doesn't matter how many houses you've owned, Right. 5%. So I live in the house on, you know, Tronkeel, and I'm like, all right, perfect. So then I use, we use the rents from that house, so you're going to get 2500 to rent that out, and you take your 5% and you buy a house down the street.
0: Right. Yeah. 5% down. 5%
1: down. And if and that then, becomes a rental... And then if you decide in six months, like, "Ah, this would be a great rental too. Sure. Save up your 5% and then purchase something else to live in. Right. Keep that one as a rental too. Totally. Yeah.
0: The only kicker to that is that if you're paying today's prices, six months probably isn't going to be enough to get you into debt no. serviceability.
1: No, if they, I mean, if they use you and they find that miracle deal that everybody's looking for,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, the miracle, the once-in-a-lifetime deal. <laughs> don't wait for that because it doesn't come enough. Because <laughs> exactly. I've been waiting for one my personally myself, and I finally had one in front of me, and I just gave it to somebody. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like when your grandma comes to you and says, I'm going to sell you my house at uh, $200,000 uh, below market value, and you yeah. go, I don't like this house No, I don't want to, you buy it anyways, and yeah, you, you live do. there for a while, and it's okay, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, no, bro. Yeah. it's good content right there. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for coming out. I know you're a busy uh, gal putting mortgages together. Where do people find your services if they're looking to get a mortgage broker who can help them not only get into a residential property but maybe an investment property?
1: Uh, Mortgagecamlips.com or Google Sarah Park and I will pop up. I'm down on Seymour Street. Okay,
0: cool. Okay, thanks, thanks for, for having in. me. Cheers.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes delivered right to your feed. And we want to hear from you. Send comments and questions to parker at royallepage.ca or reach out on Instagram at pbrealestater.